Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ole Miss fans, fasten your seatbelts. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. It's your chance to talk Ole Miss sports with Rebel coaches and your host, Chuck Roundsville of the Ole Miss Spirit, covering Ole Miss sports for 35 years. Are you ready? We're ready. Are you ready? The lines are open at 888-808-8637. This way, fellas. Now, let's talk Ole Miss sports with Chuck. Welcome into the Rebel Yo Hotline. I am not Chuck Ronsable. I'm Ben Garrett. Chuck is out with a personal matter, but Yancey Porter is here. You're He's not still near here. as pretty as Chuck is now. That's offensive, sir. <laughs> I do not take kindly to those words, sir. Uh. A lot coming up. Here on the Rebel Yo Hotline, first and foremost, Yancey, how you doing, man? I haven't seen you in a little while. <sighs> I'm doing good. Yeah. You know? um, not a great weekend, I guess, uh, Sunday, so to speak. Uh, infamous, I guess, uh, sweep on seven inning games for Ole Miss. Uh, yes. Held true again. Yes. But uh, everything's okay. Mom was up this weekend, so we had a good time hosting her, and everything went good. Ole Miss loses two games, Ole Miss baseball does, on Sunday. Two seven-inning games since 2011 in seven-inning doubleheader games. Ole Miss is now 4-12 and 12 and 0-8 and in the SEC. Not good. And no. now Ole Miss Pattern. Yeah, falls to 25-12, and 9-6 in the SEC. Looking at the numbers, 16 left on base, 13 hits within 14 frames. It's not a good day. Rebs 8-2 on Friday. Rain lost two Sunday seven-inning games, 4-1, 4-2. Lefties shut Ole Miss down. Is it anything more than that? Are you just going to attribute it to the weather, or is there a little bit more to it? I think, well, there were probably about 100 people in the stands. It was nasty, cold all day, windy. But more importantly, I think Ole Miss plays down to the competition. It's what we've seen all year. It seems to be a trend against the better teams that play better. Against the teams that aren't so good, they're not playing as well. So, as a veteran team, that's kind of disappointing. But then sometimes you got to look deeper than that, Ben. Uh, what did Cockwell go? I believe one for six, five strikeouts. Uh, Dillard, you know, didn't have the best day uh, at all. Um, I, I think some big bats. Uh, Keenan, uh, same for him. At least he drew a walk or two. So some of the big sticks also went cold. But I, I really do, for some strange reason, they kind of play up and down to the competition. Doesn't help, of course, that – the first game, Doug DeCasey doesn't have his best start. He's yep. been a dynamic freshman for Ole Miss on Saturdays and really assuming that role. But doesn't have his best stuff, tagged for four runs. But you think Ole Miss is going to come back from four runs offensively, can't hit left-handers. Zach Thompson was going to be a tough 
draw for Ole Miss regardless of when he pitched. Kentucky set it up for Zach Thompson, the first-round potential pick in the MLB draft coming up in June. Uh, they set him up to get one win in that Game 3 game. That's why they did it. They said, okay, we're probably going to lose this series. Let's throw Zach Thompson in Game 3 and get the win against a TBA announcement for sure. Ole Miss. Gunnar Hogland pitched pretty well now. He had eight career strikeouts, got bitten by one pitch, no two pitch, that ended up being a three-run home run. With uh, two outs. Collette, with two outs. It's, uh, and the air lifted, you know, the wind yeah. was blown. Yeah. Um, yeah, Not a good and weekend. I mean, you had you had two chances there, I thought, with uh, Ryan and uh, Kessinger that looked like sure home runs, that they hit it in the wrong direction where the wind was blowing in there in left center. So it just uh, it wasn't their week, uh, their day at all. Um, it, you just kind of felt like you got something robbed from you. Like, are you kidding me? They just lost two to Kentucky, but they did. What's on tap brought to you by the Library Sports Bar, home of Monday Night Football on the huge screen. Oxford's most popular watering hole on the square, 120 South 11th. Never mind, you know where the Library Sports Bar is. Outside linebackers coach Tyrone Nix will be on the Rodeo Hotline at 615. And defensive coordinator Mike McIntyre at 630. All thoughts and prayers to Chuck as he deals with his stuff. But Ty Nix and Mike McIntyre coming up on a loaded edition of the Rebelio Hotline. Quickly, Yance, before we get to this break here, what are your thoughts about Ole Miss football going into, coming out of the spring, I guess? I thought the surprise to me was the offensive line, and I sure did like the play of uh, the young and uh, Dent. I thought Kincaid looked really good out there. Mike McIntyre and Ty Nix coming up. This is the Rebelio Hotline. We'll be right back. Make 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland. Test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu, the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find new road. If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander HT GO56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander HT GO56 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. Why get iPhone XS on the C Spire network? For that business trip to Chicago when your son sends a funny memoji. <laughs> For Aunt Ella's birthday where your iPhone XS dual lens camera takes the picture everyone wants. <laughs> get the most from iPhone XS with twice the nationwide LTE. iPhone XS and C Spire. For every moment. C Spire. Customer inspired. For a limited time, buy the latest iPhone. Get one on us. Details at cspar.com. The farm provides us with many things, and it means many things. From crops to cattle, poultry, and timber, the farm is vital to our everyday lives. It's a place to enjoy the outdoors and where many traditions are born. Whatever the farm means to you, let First South Farm Credit finance it. We're ready to help you make your dream of land ownership 
or farming your own land a reality. Visit FirstSouthland.com, equal housing lender. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. I will say the best music in radio podcasting, whatever you do. Y'all have the best. Rhino and Borky and Will, they, they handle y'all. Now, you probably don't know half the stuff that gets well, played. Well, it gets caters to Chuck music, and that's oh, okay. got to be right. late 70s, right. early 80s. Well, that's Metallica. That's well, the 90s. Of, well, yeah, this is Metallica here. This is the Rubble Yo Hotline. I'm Ben Garrett sitting in for Chuck. He's Yancey Porter. Let's go to Jack Schultz now for Ole Miss Sports News. Take it away, Rhino. Uh, he has not sent me the news yet, so I oh, can't no. put the news on yet. So. Oh, no, and it's Will East, not Rhino, my it's friend not, Will. Yes, so I can't put um, on the news. I can make up some news, but that wouldn't suffice. I don't know. <laughs> You've always been good at making things up as long as I've known you. So. Well, Ben, while a couple minutes here, I guess, while we have, mm-hmm. uh, Bianco announced that he's going to start Phillips. I guess that's not a surprise no. for Wednesday it's against perfect Memphis. perfect role for him. Um, and he Tuesday, said he was happy tomorrow night at six thirty with Hoagland. So we'll see if he gets to start again Sunday. But I imagine he would. What do you think? Uh, I think that Zach Phillips in the midweek midweek role makes the most sense. It's where he needs to be. There's a reason why Zach Phillips had such a good preseason. Now, a lot of that, if the numbers are to be believed, are because Ole Miss can't hit left-handed pitching. <laughs> yeah. But he does have. A pretty nice mix with his fastball that touches low 90s most of the time and good off-speed offerings. And in the midweek where you've had this rotating door of starters, if he can be a solidifying force there sure. that does so much for you moving forward. And, again, I know Gunnar Hoglin got pulled after, I think, four and a third or maybe four and two-thirds on Sunday, but he was dynamic. He was absolutely dynamic for most of that game. Had a perfect out, go at game yeah. going until he plucked the yeah. guy. Struck out a career-high eight batters, got bit by one pitch, one pitch, the 0-2 hanger, and hangers get banged in yeah. college baseball, professional baseball, whatever you, whatever you make of it. But you had a good stat. You were looking it up against the worst teams in the SEC. Four and five, Four Alabama, and five. South Carolina, I mean, Alabama, Missouri, Kentucky. And Missouri's been pretty good. They've been, they've yeah. been okay. But if I'd have told you going into the year, okay. It would surprise me if those finished in the last three. Mm-hmm. Maybe South Carolina you know, finishes below Missouri. Because Georgia and Vanderbilt are probably going to battle it out in the east and yeah, then in the west. all the west teams. Yeah, all the west teams. But this is not necessarily where you want to be after you'd built some momentum up, right? Yeah. So you take two or three against Arkansas. You lose to North Alabama. That was a terrible day. I was there. And then you sweep Florida. You have this momentum that you feel like you're building, and it, it seems like, at least from the 3,000-foot view, that Ole Miss has done this all year to where it's building up some momentum. You're starting to think that they turn this corner, that they're going to go uh, on a real run, and then, boom, they get hit with some adversity, be it losing to North Alabama or Kentucky. Okay, Will tells me that he's got the Ole Miss news ready. Well, fine, Will. We'll do it on your terms. Take it away. It's time now for Ole Miss Sports News, brought to you by Rebel Rags on Jackson Avenue, Oxford. Tell them about it, Molly. Rebel Rags. Anything, everything, Ole Miss. 
Following its 8-2 win over Kentucky on Friday night, the Ole Miss baseball team was riding a six-game winning streak in conference play and shared first place in the SEC West standings. Weather forced the Rebels to play a doubleheader of two seven-inning games yesterday, however, and Mike Bianco's team dropped both games, falling 4-1 and 4-2 respectively, to the bottom-dwelling Wildcats, who had just two SEC wins before Sunday. The Rebels are now in a three-way tie for third place in the West, just a game behind first-place Mississippi State, though. They host Memphis tomorrow night at 6.30 and then head on the road for a three-game series at number 23 Auburn Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Meanwhile, the Rebels softball team took two of three games at home against Missouri to push its record to 30-11 overall, 9-5 in SEC play. Mike Smith's team is in fourth place of the conference standings despite being picked to finish last preseason with just three weekends of conference play remaining. Ole Miss plays UT Martin at home tomorrow evening and then travels to Starkville facing Mississippi State this weekend beginning on Thursday. The women's tennis team pulled off a 4-2 upset of number 16 Texas A&M on senior day yesterday. The Lady Rebs begin the SEC tournament in College Station on Thursday. The men's team is headed to Gainesville for the conference tournament seated at number 8. Finally, the Ole Miss men's basketball team picked up a huge commitment over the weekend from Austin Crowley, the four-star wing in the 2019 class who originally signed with Vanderbilt in the fall but was granted his release after the doors parted way with Bryce Drew. Kermit Davis still has at least one scholarship left for this class. That's the latest news in Oxford. Back to Ben and Yancey. That's Jack Schultz with the Ole Miss Sports News on Will's time, not on our time. God. God. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yo Hotline. I'm Ben Garrett sitting in for Chuck. He's Yancey Porter. You heard Jack mention it. Austin Crowley, four-star yep. wing commitment for Ole Miss. If you've been paying attention to the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, the 247 Sports, been telling you it was coming, but still nice to see, Yancey. A big get for Kermit Davis and stuff. And in the state of Mississippi, when's the last yep. bona fide yep. four-star basketball recruit Ole Miss? Number 69 player in the country. Yeah, I mean, I think a couple there early in the AK days, but it's it's been a minute, and uh, it was a really big gift for Ole Miss. Ole Miss has one scholarship remaining for the spring period. They could make some more room potentially. Sure. I don't think it's going to get to four in the spring. I think at most it could get to three. But Sean McNeil, who was a target for the spring, committed to West Virginia over the weekend. So now you look at the principal names that are left. Joey Bronk, the Butler graduate transfer with two years of eligibility remaining. Kadeem Sai, he's a Juco big with uh, two years remaining out of Daytona State College in Florida. Played in the same Juco as Bryce Williams, former teammate of Devontae Shuler as well. And then also Christian Keeling. Christian Keeling is going to be a really tough pull. So I think right now, Joey Bronk and Kadeem Sai, one of those two guys. Now the question becomes if both of them want to come. If both of them want to come. What about that's like the split right now in the Ole Miss offices? Like if if both of those kids want to come, I think there's half of them say, "Well, this number's tight," and then the other half goes, "I don't care, I want them." Right. My my concern with Bronk is the minutes played in in last year. Yeah. What on on Butler? We you know Ole Miss should have beaten Butler. They weren't that special. Did they make the tournament? I don't know. They were fifteen and six or fifteen and six to Joey. Was averaging less than seventeen minutes a game. What's what's that about? You think? I I I don't know. Um, I just know that as far as Ole Miss is concerned, they love the talent and they believe there's untapped potential in that talent as well. And another big thing, from at least Ole Miss's vantage point, is they think they can expand his game out. Um, But Kadeem Sai. Adds more athleticism, versatility, sure. and potential there. So the, the if game, they could again, get both, and they had to have one, don't you think it'd be so? Probably. Yeah. But I do too. The the question is, if both of them want to come, do you make one more spot? And that's, yes. Yeah, that's what'll happen. If they Tyrone believe in Brock, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. 
Tyrone Nix, Ole Miss inside linebackers coach, yeah. coming up after this break here on the Rebel Yell Hotline, brought to you by Cannon Motors. Be right back. Make 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu, the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, buy a new road. If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander HT GO56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander HT GO56 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. Why get iPhone XS on the C Spire network? For that business trip to Chicago when your son sends a funny emoji. <laughs> For Aunt Ella's birthday where your iPhone XS dual lens camera takes the picture everyone wants. Get the most from iPhone XS with twice the nationwide LTE. iPhone XS and C Spire. For every moment. C Spire. Customer inspired. For a limited time, buy the latest iPhone. Get one on us. Details at cspar.com. Avanakins Diamond is chosen for its excellence, brilliance, and fire. Avanakins Mount is then chosen for its intricate craftsmanship and detailing. Whether the mount is a beautiful crafted piece from the past or a specially designed piece from the present, the results are the same. Wow. When you want to say forever, say it with class, say it with love, but most of all, say it with a Van Ackes diamond because you know she's worth it. Van Ackes Jewelers Store Downtown New Albany or VanAckens.com. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. Will is bringing in the music. It's a good one. Bring it. This is the Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. I am obviously not Chuck Ronsville. I'm sitting in for him. I'm Ben Garrett. We both write film at spiritomspirit.com, as does Yancey Porter sitting alongside me, going now to the phone lines, to one linebacker's coach for Ole Miss, Tyrone yeah. Nix. Ty Nix, back in Oxford. Back. Ty, what's up, man? How you doing? Oh, great, man. It's a great feeling to be back in Oxford and you know, to go through spring ball and actually have a chance to get out on the road and recruit a little bit today. You've worked in the 4-3, obviously, Ty, the 4-2, the 3-4. What are the advantages in your mind of the 3-4, and what are some of the things you have to guard against in coaching the 3-4? You know, the first thing about the 3-4 that I've noticed that uh, it really creates a problem for a lot of offenses from a standpoint, it's not as a common defense as the 4-3. But uh, all in all, it's going to boil down to the players that you put on the field and the different job aspects that these guys require. Uh, you know, a lot of schemes, you can go in multiple directions, but 
uh, we choose the three four because we feel like it gives us the best chance of succeeding and putting the team, getting our team in position to win the game. A few of those converted defensive ends that are now standing up at outside linebacker, they've had their hand on the ground, now they're standing up. What's the hardest thing, do you think, in that conversion? You know, to get them to understand that it's not always a situation where we're rushing the passer, that we have to read our keys and really be disciplined with our eyes. You know, it takes a better athlete to play uh, standing up, and we feel like we got some special guys that's doing it for us right now. Uh, Sam Williams had a really good spring. Uh, Chunk and uh, Kadir, you know, all these guys have really made strides forward in being the type of uh, outside linebacker we're looking for. And I think they're going to bring a lot of versatility to our defense. I'll be be honest with you, Ty. Uh, Chuck wrote down a lot of names here that he wanted me to ask you specifically about. So forgive me (laughs) if we go one by one here. But the very first one, he wanted to know about Kadir Shepard. How did Kadir do this spring? What did he look like? You know, Kadir had a great spring. He had a great transition uh, in learning the scheme that we're, we're asking him to do. He was probably our most dominant guy at the position, uh, you know, being a, a guy that can actually cover and do some of the things we want to do in the coverage aspects and also rush the passer. I think in the spring game he led us with sacks and quarterback hurries. I think this scheme is going to really allow him to showcase his ability and give him a, a chance to be more of an impact player. Sam Williams. Sam is probably uh, maybe the most talented guy of the group. Uh, he's shown flashes from the start of spring to the end. He probably made the biggest jump. Uh, he has still a long way to go for us learning the fundamentals of the game and, you know, doing the little things in and out. But he has some things that you can't coach at times. And that's just a knack for making a huge play at the right time. And, you know, I, I got a big ceiling for Sam and his summer progression is really going to have to be really good for us to have the type of player that we want to have. You already mentioned him once, but I'll ask again. Chuck Wiley. Uh, Chuck, you know, he got defensive most improved. And, you know, I, I tip my hat off to Chuck because he's a guy that when I first arrived here, he was in the start in 11. And we really don't have a, a starting 11 yet, but he was a guy that had to change roles and positions. And, you know, he hadn't batted an eye. His work ethic, his maturity, he may be the hardest working guy on that defensive side of the ball. I know what the outside linebacker position he is. And probably the most physical guy. Uh, we're going to use Chuck in a lot of different situations and, and passing situations and run situations. So I, I love the way Chuck, comes to work every day, and he, he's going to have a heck of a season. What about Luke Knox? Luke. I think Luke probably has the best effort of all the guys. Uh, he's a guy that's continued to gain weight. He's continued to learn the position. Uh, in the spring game was probably one of his worst performances of the spring, but all in all, he had a productive spring. He uh, He's learning as well as the other guys. The thing about Luke, he may be a little faster, and he's a little smaller than the other guy. So the offseason, he's going to really have to work hard in the weight room to add some size to him and also continue to learn the fundamentals of the position. And last one from Chuck, Brendan Williams. Brendan. He probably started out in my doghouse the most, and uh, he, <laughs> he, had the hardest time, <laughs> he had the hardest time transitioning from D.N. to outside linebacker, but 
Uh, I couldn't be more proud of a guy than, than B. Will. He, uh, he stayed the course. He continued to work. He battled his own frustrations and continued to improve. And, you know, right now I wouldn't be afraid to play him in a ball game against Memphis or whoever we may be playing. As long as he continues to give the effort and play with the passion that he has, I think he'll be able to help us as well. Coach, for the people that are not familiar with the 3-4 defense like they are the 4-3 or the 4-2-5, in the 4-3 in the four three defense, you have two defensive ends. One is a rush end, weak side, and one's a strong side, a bigger guy, and the other is a weak side, long, tall guy, skinnier guy that can get out to the passer. Explain the the – what the um, roles are for the two outside linebackers, or do you have a, a, a big one and a smaller one, like a rush in, same setup? Explain the roles of the outside linebackers in this 3-4. You know, the the biggest thing I can tell you about a 3-4 is you're allowed to have more athletes on the field. And the two stand-up guys, one to the field and one to the boundary, or one to the right, the other to the left, sure. gives you the versatility to – possibly bring three guys at one time, four guys at one time, five guys. So it's not designated before the snap who's the fourth or fifth rusher if if the call requires that. So it creates more confusion from a, an offensive standpoint because you can't identify who the next guy is. The, the thing that we like about our guys here is they're athletic enough to play out in space and play in coverage on a slot receiver from time to time or match up on a tight end uh, in a man-to-man situation. So we feel like with our 3-4, it's going to create matchup problems for the offense and especially in pass protection situations where hopefully we can get one of our better guys matched up on the running back and we feel like we're going to win in the majority of those situations. Coach, you said earlier that this was the first day y'all are allowed to go on the road uh, doing some recruiting. I know we can't discuss names, but what are some of your goals to bring in there at your position this, this all season uh, coming up for the 2020 class? You know, the first thing we look for is toughness, and uh, we feel like that's something that we're going to have to play a whole lot more defensively, be a tough defense, a more physical defense. Uh, the next thing is speed and athletic ability. Guys that can really run and, you know, that can make plays in space. Uh, probably last but not least, a guy that has a passion for the game, that loves the game, that you can see it through his, his play, his play speaks for itself. A guy that just has a true passion, not only for playing the game, but being a part of the Ole Miss family. That We're just looking for guys with that niche that, you know, that's going to fit our program and be the type of defense that we're looking to be. In that same vein, Ty, have any of the signees looked like outside linebacker candidates to you, speaking specifically of, for example, Lakia Henry? Is he inside-outside, in your opinion? And I know you haven't seen him, but are you going to be jockeying to get him in your room? <laughs> no, sir. Uh, from my understanding, we uh, Coach Luke had a plan, and he understood what we needed by position. And uh, Lakia, he's going to be an inside linebacker for us there. He's going to give us a chance to – if not compete for a starting position there, uh, give us a little bit more depth at that room. And, you know, I think from my understanding, we signed one outside linebacker. Uh, well, actually, Keelan Sam is already here on campus. So uh, I think from what we're looking for, we have everything in this year's class that we have enough of. And next year, we're going to look for a little bit of everything. 
Speaking to Ole Miss outside linebackers coach Tyrone Nix, last one, Ty, what's your overall assessment of the defense in the spring, and how close do you think are the guys to being a game-ready product? You know, um, we're a long way from being game-ready. Yeah. I think Coach McIntyre <laughs> has given a blueprint out of what it's going to take for us to be successful. He's given them a scheme that gives them a chance to showcase the most of their ability, and it gives us a chance to win. Uh, I think our guys made big strides this spring. I think their confidence is really high at this point, and it should be. But I think they also have to know that uh, this is only the beginning, that the remainder of the spring is learning opportunities throughout the summer. And when we arrive in the camp, we can't be the same team that we finished in spring ball. We have to be much improved, if not only from a mental aspect, but from a physical aspect as well, from training and doing all the things it takes throughout the summer. Uh, I have no doubt that these guys will be somebody that you'll be proud to watch coming in and out of the stadium from week to week, and I think we'll continue to prove throughout the season. Now tell me, Ty, be honest here. When you put the Ole Miss jersey, or not jersey, but shirt back on, and you went out recruiting, was it like Yogi Berra said, deja vu all over again? Was it strange for you at first? No, not at all. I tell you what, it was uh, kind of like riding a bike. Once you learn how to ride, <laughs> you can ride it forever. And uh, it's, it's a truly a blessing to be back. Coach Luke thought enough of me to give me an opportunity to be a part of his staff. And uh, every day I count my blessings. I know how prestigious it is to work in the SEC, but not only in the SEC, work at a program and a university like Mississippi here. And uh, I just, I'm just cherishing every moment and uh, hoping it lasts for a lifetime. I uh, will say, too, Todd, now I mentioned jersey at first. You could probably still wear the jersey. I mean, <laughs> Todd, you're probably more, pretty he's yeah. more in shape than half the dudes on the roster, if not more. Hey, I That's not what, good, though. I've taken, I've taken pride in the way I look a little bit more so than I have in the past. And it's a competition going on on defense between Freddie Roach and myself. Who looks the best in the Well, Freddie so, still so claims he don't even lift. Hey, well, I, I catch heck from these guys every day. I say, Freddie, I'm two years older than you, and I still look better than you. So it's kind of one of those deals that we work out together every day, and we compete, and we challenge each other. But most importantly, we try to be in great condition for our players and uh, help them understand the importance of taking care of your body and training and doing the little things that it takes to be successful. Well, thank you, Todd. We appreciate Thanks, you Todd. joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. You tell Bull hello, too. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, it's been, it's been a pleasure, and uh, I'd like to be on any time you need me, and hopefully bless you with Chuck that he comes out okay. Thank you, Ty. No this is the Rebel Yo Hotline. We'll be back Ty. here in a minute. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. Yeah. I'm telling you. Good stuff. Will's killing The music is just a little widespread on the mess. Oh, good boy. 
Ford. Oh my God! I love that this has been a dedication to Chuck Ronsville, but all the music is something Chuck would get really hyped about. I'm Ben Garrett. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yo Hotline. I'm sitting in for Chuck Ronsville, who is out with a personal matter. Yancey Porter, he's across the desk from me, and now on the line right now, Ole Miss defensive coordinator Mike McIntyre. Oh, Mike, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. How are y'all doing today? Good. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Uh, you've been a busy man. You hadn't really gotten to slow down since you got here. First of all, welcome back. I hadn't gotten to talk to you since you got back. You now have the spring football practices behind you. How are you feeling? Have you caught your breath yet, or are you out on the recruiting trail going crazy right now? Well, I'm, I'm still in the office right now. I'll be going out on the recruiting trail another week. Uh, and uh, just, you know, meeting with our players individually and um, you know, doing all the different walkthroughs and different things that we can do, um, trying to make sure we get everything caught up on defense. Well, as everyone knows by now, you've brought with you a 3-4 defense. Um, and kind of starting there, Mac, your history with the 3-4, your first introduction to it, your mentors, why were you sold on the 3-4 as your defensive base? What kind of was the uh, inspiration for that? Right. Well, I, you know, run the 4-2-5, I've run the 4-3, I've run the 3-4, I've run the under uh, defense. Uh, um, so I've uh, done a little bit of all of it. Um, but uh, you know, with Bill Parcells, uh, I, he sold me with 3-4. And then when um, I got to Colorado, all of these spread offenses, um, you know, and there for a while, I thought 4-2-5 was the best fit. And I, when I'm going fast, don't know what, I felt like clogging up the B-gaps, you know, having a nose, um, being have overlap guys and can bring them from either place for all the RPO situations gives you a better chance to attack those offenses. And, uh um, you can line up quicker. Um, they don't. They, they can't see things coming as quick from where, you, where, where you're doing it because it's a balanced front um, and a balanced uh, backside and, and then secondary. So I think it gives you those opportunities, and that's why I like it. Coach, this is Yancey. Hey, Yancey, how you doing? Doing great. I know, you know, this spring you didn't get to see a lot of players go full-on 100%, Benito Jones, Josiah Coatney. Jalen Jones, Montreal Custis, Sincere David, a lot of key guys from last year's defense. On the flip side, you got to see some young guys like Quentin Bivens, Tariqis Tisdale, Ryder Anderson. Did those guys show some improvement getting those extra reps since the regulars were out? Yes, I, I think that those young men did. Uh, Quentin improved a lot. Tisdale was on and off a little bit with a, a growing, but he showed signs of uh, being physical at a defensive end. I thought Quentin did really improve as the spring went along at nose. Um, so I was excited about that. You know, we saw some other corners and, and safeties have to, to play and step up, which was good. Um, and uh, we can't wait to get those guys back that were hurt and get them fit into the defense. But the more depth you can have, um, the, the more experience in that area. Because, you know, every team, all the teams playing fast, all the things going, you've got to be able to substitute, especially on that defensive front. Um, and I uh, was pleased with our outside linebackers that we moved from defensive end out to outside linebacker. That, to me, was a big key to see if we could um, you know, be able to play with those guys on the field, and I believe we can. Coach, I know today was the first day that y'all were allowed to go on the road, do some recruiting, uh, some evaluations around. We don't talk about players or anything like that for NCAA rules, but what are some of the things that you need to plug into place uh, for that 2020 season uh, uh, with this 2020 class coming up, what are the most important things you see? Well, we're, we're gonna we, we need to get some more secondary guys. We're we're down numbers kind of a little bit in the secondary, and you know we're gonna lose a few of those guys, and we'll 
Um, of course, our outside linebackers, some of the guys we're playing are, are seniors. Um, and we do quite a few, cat, we do a few guys up front. So we kind of a little bit of everywhere. I know that's not the exact answer you want, but um, we definitely need to get some more depth, and especially in the safety area uh, of our yeah. defense. Um, and uh, um, for us, um, immediate, you know, for the next year, because uh, we're going to lose some guys, and I'm even move some guys from corner to safety, so they're going to make it a little more thin there as we go along. But this year, to help us uh, be able to do what we need to do. Mac Yancey mentioned those injured guys: Benito Jones, Josiah Cotney, Jalen Jones, Montreal Custis, and Sir David. What's the update on them? And I'm sure you, as a defensive coordinator, would love to have a handful <laughs> of your best players finally at your disposal. Yeah, we would. Um, you know, they've been able to do walkthroughs and do some different things. Um, you know, uh, Benito's shoulder is coming along real well. He should be released to go keep doing doing everything now um, in the weight room and running and doing so. He'll be ready to roll, have a good summer, and be ready to go in the fall camp. Uh, none of those guys should have any lingering problems going into camp. They should be full speed starting camp and full speed this summer to be in great shape for camp starting. So I'm excited about getting all those guys and. Um, and anytime you got some more depth up front, um, you know that that helps tremendously because you don't get worn down. And if you're getting tired, you can throw somebody in there that is same size and hopefully equal talent and uh, keeps keeps able to play good defense. Coach, uh, you were here before, um, you know, during a yep. different era with Cutcliffe and and thank you for the help you gave me getting started <laughs> in the business. You were so good to be back then, but uh, you know. Tell me, just the eye test, when you came back to Ole Miss and you're looking at the talent on the field, and I guess specifically on defense, where is it now compared to where where it was or where does it need to be? Just kind of give us your, your level of opinion on that. Well, you know, we haven't, I haven't stepped on the field um, with these guys and this and play, um, you know, and um, not along just playing Memphis the first game as talented as they are on offense, scoring points. You know, I'll be able to know more as that goes along. But, you know, there's guys out there that I think have size and speed on the defensive front. Um, you know, our outside linebackers with Kadir and, and Sam Williams and um, those guys are, you know, are, are good-looking um, athletes. Now can we perform like we need to? Um, but I thought when we got here a little bit thin in the, uh, in the secondary, but there's, you know, two or three of those guys were out. So adding those back in I think will help us. Mac, Austrian Robinson's named the Chucky Mullins Award recipient. A little bit outside of the box, as Matt Luke said at the announcement ceremony, but he's wearing the number 38. Why do you think he's a good fit for that award? Well, since I've been here, he's been um, just phenomenal as far as doing the things in a leader, practicing hard, working hard, showing up at everything, being vocal, um, being an excellent representative. And uh, so I, I thought that he was a, definitely a willing uh, participant for the uh, recipient, excuse me, of the, of the award. And um, I'm really glad that he got it. There were some couple other guys that were willing um, recipients also, but I uh, felt like he was the, the best one for what we're asking in the Chucky Mullins Award. And uh, he reminds me of some of the guys when I was here before that won the award, like Lanier Gothi and Jamil Northcutt. He, mm. He's like he's in that type of mold of the, you know, three and a half months that I've been around him. Uh, his work ethic, his attitude, his willingness to, to, to speak up and talk and, um, and be a leader. Coach, uh, it's been a while since you've been in the SEC. You've been in the ACC. You've been in the Pac-10. You've been in the NFL. 
You know, it's been a minute since you've been in the SEC. How excited are you about getting back in the SEC? And, and, and what are you most interested in uh, about this upcoming season for you? Yeah, I am excited about being in, back in the SEC and, um, you know, a lot of familiar places and, and everything. And uh, So we're excited about that. I'm excited about, um, you know, winning football games in the SEC. That's what I'm excited about trying to, for us to do and, uh, and getting that going. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, um, there's going to be a, a great competition, and I'm looking forward to watching our guys compete and, and battle and, and, and be able to come out victorious in a lot of those games. That's what our plan is. Mac Chuck would knock me upside the head if I did not follow his <laughs> last three questions and ask you these very pointed questions. They're hard hitters, Mac. You know how Chuck is. Okay. He wants to know, right. Momo Sonogo seems to be the ringleader at linebacker. Willie Hibbler, Jacquez Jones, where beyond them at inside linebacker? Well, uh, you know, we, it's one of those guys, you know, those three guys did do a good job this spring. You know, Willie was out a little bit, um, and uh, Jacquez um, got more reps and, I thought he showed um, improvement as the spring went along. They're, they're big and physical guys, um, and we need them to, to stay healthy. You know, we have the younger guys, uh, and then, you know, Dante Jones did, Dante, um, did some good stuff for us um, uh, also this spring. Uh, Ashanti um, was looking good at a true freshman out there moving around. And then we're hopeful that um, Lakia Henry, when he comes in, uh, we'll throw him in there fast, get them reps quickly. I'm not going to wait around. I'm going to throw him into the first day and coach him up and see what he can do um, to, to give us the speed and quickness that we hope that he can do. That's why we signed him. So it's the jury's still out, but I did see improvement out of all those young men um, this spring. I really did. From the first day one to the end, um, all of those guys um, uh, improved and started understanding. I think it fits some of those guys, uh, our scheme, a little bit better uh, for them inside. And uh, um, hopefully that shows as the season goes along. At corner, you got some bodies. You got Miles Hartsfield, Keydron Smith, Jamar Richardson, Ja'Cory Hawkins, Jalen Jordan. You'll get back Jalen Jones in the fall. What's your overall assessment of the corners? And are there any particular standouts in your mind? Yeah, I, I thought they, they definitely. Miles Hartsfield to me um, competed every day. Uh, we played him, um, and I thought he was a, a guy that showed up every single day and made plays. You know, he's a senior, of course. He, He's an explosive player uh, athletically, and uh, hopefully he'll have an excellent senior year. Um, uh, J2, as they call him, Julius, we moved him to safety uh, with his ability to cover. He's a physical guy, so I kind of moved him. He'll be playing two spots, safety and, and corner. Uh, so, uh, But the rest of the guys, I thought Kedron showed a, a, had some good days after with his length. I like those long corners. Had a lot of those guys at Colorado that are playing in the NFL that kind of reminded him of a young guy. He's just got to grow up fast and, uh, and keep improving. Safeties, Vernon Dash or Amari, uh, Armani Linton, both out most of the spring. Custis was out all spring. Right. C.J. Miller, Juco, Jonathan Haynes, Cam White. What is the situation at safety right now? <laughs> well, you know, Jonathan Haynes, had a, I thought, had a good spring. Cam White did some big plays. C.J. got better and better as the spring went along and, and um, at the last week of spring, he played really, really well. Uh, and then uh, we moved J2 over to safety, and I thought that he had promised to do what we needed to do in a 3-4 defense. Um, so those are kind of the guys right now. And uh, when Armani and um, Dasher get back healthy, they'll be added in the mix. And they showed some good things while they were trying to push through some sports tournaments which they got operated on. And so I, I feel like with all those guys, 
we'll see how the first couple of weeks of camp goes. I think there's really good competition there and uh, should give us good depth. Coach, uh, you and Rich Rod are going to be in the booth together this year. Talk about that experience. It was interesting watching you all in the Grove Bowl on the telecast. Just just talk about that experience working with him. Well, it's been great working with Rich. You know, he's very offensive-minded. and I love the way he's able to run the football in the top 12 when we're there. He did the same thing that Michigan was able to run the ball, and especially at West Virginia. So uh, I'm excited about seeing that. You know, he, he brings a lot to the table. Uh, it, it's good every day. Um, kind of talking about different things. We were talking about some things today, you know, just bouncing different ideas off each other football-wise. And, um, so I'm excited about having Rich here and working with Rich. He's Mike McIntyre, Ole Miss defensive coordinator. Thank you for doing this, Mac. We really appreciate it. Everyone's happy to have you back at Ole Miss. So uh, best of luck going forward, and thanks for coming on. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, I really do. We'll be praying for Chuck. I know this is kind of scary, so uh, we'll just be praying for him. And uh, thanks for having me on, guys. And uh, sorry you couldn't get anybody else. So get <laughs> no, thank you. You were perfect, Mac. Thank you so thank much, Thank you man. so much. Thank you so much. Okay, have a great day. All right, bye-bye. You too. He's Mike McIntyre, Ole Miss defensive coordinator. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yale Hotline. And, yes, prayers out to Chuck, but I got yes. a good update. He's doing good. He's doing well. Yep. He's supposed to go with the family on a vacation this week. And good news, <sighs> looks like he's going to be able to go. Really? So, yes. Yeah. That's good news. There we go. That's good news. Everyone knows the situation with Chuck, and I know he doesn't want to get into his personal business, no. and I'm not going to. But I will say, Chuck, I owe everything in my life as far as my career is concerned. To Chuck Ronsville, so yeah, he knows how I feel too. We, we love the guy to death. He's but, like a adopted dad for me. I mean, yeah, I love the guy. So, oh gosh, we're we're thinking about you, Chuck. I know you're probably the Godfather listening. Of Miss. He's probably rolling his eyes every time I try to mess with coaches <laughs> and ask questions, just get them to say something that's not coach speak. But Mac and Ty, they're, they're not coach speak guys. They gave pretty harsh assessments and very real and truthful um, assessments of how things are going out there. It, it's not going to be easy. No. I mean, we all know the talent's down. Yeah. I mean, you don't go to a five-year NCAA investigation yeah. right. and already serve back-to-back. No no bowls without the talent being down. Right. So they are got to out-coach. But, I mean, what a great opportunity for both McIntyre and Rich Rod. They're mm-hmm. both head coaches long-term. And they come and they got a year. And they get to bounce each other's ideas. Fascinated you know, to see Matt's how it works. defense, yeah. Rich is all. I mean, and how much better as a coach you can be for your next job. And, and hopefully they both get that opportunity soon. Shameless plug. I mean, I have a podcast called Talk of Champions. You can check it out in SoundCloud on the Ole Miss Spirit as well as in iTunes. Just simply search Talk of Champions. you got to listen to it. It but is awesome. I talked today about, or not today, but I think last week, about the dynamic there. And, and Matt Luke, this is kind of how he wanted to structure his staff. Yeah. It's an, you got an offensive head coach Guru. in many respects in Rich Rodriguez and a defensive head coach in Mike McIntyre. Yeah. He wants to be the great facilitator, the great overseer of Ole Miss football, the great caretaker of Ole Miss football. And no matter what you think about uh, the job up to this point that Matt's been able to do through two years, you can't say you can't deny him one thing: that he has no ego about this. No. Lesser guys would have gone. Well, Ole Miss to be the best yeah. to be yeah. ever. Yeah, like, that's what McIntyre said. You know, yeah. the passion for Ole Miss, and I mean, you know, McIntyre he worked for Bill Parcells for a number of years and became like his right hand right. man over there, and just the knowledge he learned from being around Parcells for a number of years. Lesser head and now he gets over here, have... and so they're going to pass new ideas with Matt. And like McIntyre said, this is his third time to work mm-hmm. with him, so. Uh, it's going to be a lot of continuity, and, and everybody's going to get it to be a better coach within that staff. All coaches have egos. 
most of them would not have made the move he made to hire two established, well-known no. coaches. Matt as just wants this to work. He just, wants, just to work. wants to get Ole Miss back on his feet. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I've been critical of Matt before in some things, and no but matter what you, you can't think, be. You, can, you can't be. This yeah. is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yo Hotline. We'll be back in a second. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. Oh. Yes. You know, I thought Will, because I've known him since college, we've known each other for a decade, that he would drop some 90s rap in there somewhere. You know but no. Together? Yes. We were in, we worked at Rebel Radio on campus together. Really? Will and I have have a long, long history oh. together. He's a terrible human being, and uh, <laughs> I get to say these things that I love. All right, Will, you got some SEC sports news, right? Well, I don't, but Jack does. Okay, go to him. It's time for this week's report from around the SEC. Brought to you by Cheney's Pharmacy, home of the Ugly Mug Coffee and TCBY yogurt, located next to the library on Bramlett Boulevard. We are officially to the halfway mark of the SEC baseball calendar. There is little definition in the conference standings, though. Mississippi State leads the West at 10-5, just ahead of second-place Texas A&M, who is 9-5-1. Ole Miss, Arkansas, and LSU are each one game out of first place at 9-6. In the East, Georgia and Vanderbilt are beginning to separate themselves. The Bulldogs are in first at 10-5, and, and Vanderbilt is in second at 9-6. Missouri is 7-7-1, and everyone else is below 500 in SEC play. The SEC Baseball Player of the Week is Kentucky's T.J. Collette, who hit 462, including two home runs in the doubleheader at Ole Miss on Sunday. Collette had two multi-hit games on the week and has hits in seven of his last eight starts. All but one series will start on Thursday this week to avoid playing on Easter. Key series to watch include number 17 Ole Miss at number 23 Auburn and number 2 Mississippi State at number 10 Arkansas. The SEC softball season has just three weeks remaining in the regular season. LSU is running away with first place at 13-5. Alabama is 10-4, Tennessee 10-5, and, and Ole Miss is 9-5 and in fourth place. Nine conference teams are ranked nationally. Series to watch this weekend on the softball diamond are number 7 Alabama and number 9 Florida, and number 8 Tennessee at number 19 Georgia. That's the latest news around the SEC. Have a great week, everybody. Oh, you have a great week too, Jack. God, it's so nice. Sounds so nice when he talks to you. All right, well, before I get to the good, the bad, and the ugly, do I miss anything here? Ole Miss in Memphis tomorrow night at 6.30 in baseball. They're at Auburn this weekend, Thursday at 6, Friday at 6, Saturday at 1. Ole Miss is 25-12 and 12 overall, 9-6 and 6 in the SEC. That's a big weekend series really quickly, Yancey, before I get to the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's yeah, got to get the bats going again Wednesday, make themselves feel good before they get on the road to Auburn. All right, let's do the good, the bad, and the ugly. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville, Mississippi. This is not my Good, Bad, and the Ugly. It was written out for me by Chuck, and there is no ugly, so I'm going to add one when I get there. If you need a four-wheeler, a side-by-side, or a lawnmower, 
Big Delta Power Sports is the only place to shop. Brett Rousey and his staff will give you a great deal in the model you want with affordable financing and competitive prices. That's Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville, Mississippi. Chuck's good. The softball team won two out of three at Missouri, and just like baseball, any series win on the road in the SEC is just fine. The Rebels are now 30-11 and 11 overall and 9-5 and five in the SEC. The 9-5 and five league record puts them in fourth place in the rugged SEC behind LSU, Alabama, and Tennessee. The Rebels travel to start while they take on Mississippi State in a Thursday through Saturday series. So far, so good for what Chuck says is a scrappy bunch. The bad, Chuck's bad. Well, the Rebs opened up with a convincing 8-2 win over Kentucky Friday behind strong pitching by Will Etheridge and clutch hitting by Gray Kessinger, who was 7-10 on the weekend, and Cole Zabowski, who had a three-run home run. But after Saturday's game was washed out and two seven-inning games were set for Sunday, it was all downhill. The Rebels, in an uncharacteristically bad showing, lost both ends of the double dip and dropped out of first place in the SEC and SEC uh, slot, excuse me, that they occupied after Friday's game. Bad baseball, Nets bad results. And the ugly, Will East, my producer here on the Rebel Yale Hotline, brought to you by Cannon Motors. Yeah. You know it's going to fit it in mature, there. Very mature, Ben. You know it's going to fit it in there. The good, the bad, and the ugly brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports. That's Big Delta Power Sports. He couldn't help but could he will. In Batesville, Mississippi. No. He couldn't help but could he. I've got three minutes left here on the Rebel Yo Hotline. I had to get one more shot in at Will East. I don't get to talk to him enough. It's We do this every time we talk, though, Will. I fall into making fun of you and you to me, and, and usually it, you know. Yeah. Divulges into something worse, but yeah, that's just the way, way we go. He's Willie's. Thank you, Will. I appreciate you guiding me through this. You're, you're, you're more than people. welcome. You're good people. Yancey, before we get out of here this week, are you watching what most closely, almost sports wise? Spring recruiting period opens up today, Wednesday. evaluation, but I'm talking about basketball. Wednesday, yes. 17th, Sorry. the first day of the spring signing period. Ole Miss is going to sign Austin Crowley on Wednesday. Um, Kadeem Sai visits, as I first reported, the Spirit on Spirit.com. Double Sports. Yes, mm-hmm. April 24th through the 26th. Um, and then Joey Brunk's supposed to visit as well. So that and then baseball. What are you most paying the most attention to, most closely to? Baseball? Uh, baseball. Yeah. You know me. Yeah. I'm a baseball junkie. I, I want to see uh, Ken Roth. Um, My favorite thing is when Ole Miss is losing the game again. and here comes and, Yancey and Cockrell. Yeah. I mean, those two, I, I, we, we, Ole Miss has got to have them by season's end to be who they need to be, and, and so that's who I continue to monitor. And will, uh, you know, will Etheridge uh, continue to dominate like he did last week? I, I think he will. Zach Phillips is starting for Ole Miss against Memphis, if he can – as we mentioned earlier mm-hmm. in the show, lock that down. It fills a big need for them. There's a lot of value in those midweeks. They only lost one game in the midweek to non-SEC opponents last year, and this year it's been a much different story. Jekyll and Hyde team, but, gosh, when they're good, they're really good, and then when they're bad. They're better games, though, are against the better competition. Yeah, if you look back, up. I mean, you know, maybe it just doesn't mean a whole lot to them until it gets postseason mm-hmm. play. You know, yeah. let's be honest. The end of last year they won everything you could win until – the very end, and including the SEC tournament title there. So maybe they're just playing up and down in their competition, just ready for it to start. Just host a game or host a regional. Yeah, and I still think they will. Yeah, Most people think it's a foregone conclusion. They will not, but I, I, I think they will. I think will. they're 25 in the RPI. Probably need to get to. Yeah, the RPI. You've seen 16. LSU one year hosted, I believe, at 31 RPI. So, it, you know, they just need to finish in the top half of the SEC. they got five series left against ranked opponents. And all those opponents have yeah. good RPI. So. If they finish in the top four in the SEC, it's a lot. 
He's Yancey Porter. I'm Ben Garrett filling in for Chuck Ronsville. He'll be back. Not next week. I'm sorry. I didn't mention this, Chuck. I'm sorry. There will be no Rebel Yo Hotline next week. There will be no Rebel Yo Hotline next week. I got it in. It was only once. He told me to mention it multiple times. I got it once. So no Rebel Yo Hotline next week. For Yancey, Chuck, and the terrible Will East, I'm Ben Garrett. Thanks for listening. Howdy toddy. is in the air at Littleton Coin Company and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.